Um, I want to talk to you today, and this is what I've decided to entitle this message. And the Lord spoke to me several weeks ago, and then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Dustin, Pastor Dustin, and then Pastor Steve, and I'm like, okay, guys, leave me something. Because um, everything they were saying was everything God had been talking to me about, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's going to sound like I just did a repeat of everything. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to entitle this, Walk With Me a While. Walk With Me a While. Um, a while back, the Lord started talking to me about, about this whole thing that we've got going on called Christianity and, and just being with him and, 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 and what it is to try to accomplish living a Christian life. And, and so as he was talking to me, he reminded me of something. I, <clears throat> something that my wife and I started in... Uh, Shortly after I met her, before we even got married, we would uh, get together and she was trying to be and continues to try to be all in shape and all of this stuff, you know. She wants to, she's aggravated with, I'll just tell on her, she's aggravated with herself. Sorry, it's your fault, you married me. Um, she gets aggravated with herself when she doesn't go out and run. And then when she does, she gets aggravated with herself because she didn't run as much as she thought she could. And, and uh, I keep telling her. She comes in and I say, well, you did more than you did the last time. And, you, you know, you're doing it. You're not sitting around. And, and, but anyway, we, we started something. She was in getting, always trying to be in shape. And I was trying to get back in shape a little bit. And, and so we started walking. And I specifically remember, I don't know if you remember this, but we sat in Barry Ivey's office before he performed our wedding ceremony and we were talking and he said, you know, how do you guys think you're going to do getting together? I said, I think we're going to do all right. And he said, why is that? I said, well, for one thing, we walk together. I'm going to tell you something. You can get along in this world. You can do all right if you'll just walk a little bit with the right person. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. So, come on up here. I told you you were going to do this. I told you you were going to be an object lesson, so come on. So, we would walk. We just walked, so we're going to walk around here, okay? I told you, object lesson. You are an object lesson. So, we got together, and we would walk, you know, and, and uh, first thing you're doing is... Uh, Okay, we're ready to go. You ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. Okay, so we start walking. And when we would walk out, uh, the first thing that we would do is head down the road and up the street. And the first thing we encountered was this enormous hill. And, you know, <clears throat> so how's things going? And as soon as you hit the hill, then it's like, okay, I'll tell you at the top of the hill. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was a tough one. And we would just walk. But we, there wasn't no great... You didn't walk like that. You lock your hands behind yourself like that. Just walk. And we would walk. And what did we do when we walked? Talk. Talk, which you're not doing. You're talking, though. Don't talk over me. Oh, okay. So talk with me, then. <laughs> so what else did we talk about? 
girls. Just about anything and everything. <clears throat> Just about anything and everything. What was happening that day, what happened at work, how aggravated you were with whatever, how aggravated I was with my brother. <laughs> He's not here, so I can say that. He, I wish he was here. I'd say it anyway. He got me aggravated. Or Jared did something. I, I was sitting there trying to figure out why he did it. Or aggravated because I had to do this or that. And then we would talk about the girls, and we would talk about how we felt after the day and, and uh, what we were looking forward to. And before long, you're, you're not only talking about that, but then you're talking about things you're thankful for and talking about things that you're happy with. And, and hopefully, you're happy with the person who's walking with you, you know, because many people. <coughs> what didn't happen in those conversations um, was that when we walked, I would get behind sometimes, she wouldn't talk. I got ahead sometimes, I'd slow down, look for her to get up with me. And the conversation went on when we were together. It's not really a walk if we're not together. It's not really a walk if we're not together. But we found out an amazing thing, and I, this is what I told Pastor Barry. I said, I think we're going to be okay because we get together and we walk and we talk. And, and we just open up to each other what our day is like. Can I tell you something? When you walk with God, and that's what I want to talk about today, too many people in, in this whole experience that we have think that they have to live for God. God doesn't need you to live for him. He is alive. He's been alive. He's alive the whole time. There's nothing that God can't accomplish that he really honestly say needs us for. There's not really anything that he needs us for. He can use anything in this world. He has chosen us to do his will down here to accomplish what it is that he set about when he went to Calvary and died for all of humanity. He's asked us to be his ambassadors, his emissaries to do his will. But he doesn't really need us for anything. So he doesn't need us to live for him. He doesn't, he's not looking us to live for him. He's already alive. There's nobody that needs to accomplish what he's done. What he asked us to do, what he wants us to do, what this whole Christian life is all about is living with him, is walking with him. Now, I'm, I'm going to prove this to you. If you look at Genesis, that's where I'm going to read from. Genesis chapter 3. That should be our first scripture coming up there. Verse 8. Look at what happened. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The man and the wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They did that because they, you know the story about Adam and Eve. They had eaten of the fruit. But the, the point I want you to get is God walked in the garden in the cool of the day. And they heard his voice. The reason they heard his voice is it's something that happened every day. It's something that happened all the time. The whole point of all of this that God has done everything that he's done and brought us into the relationship, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, 
that he has is because he wanted to be able to walk through the day and just have some conversation with somebody that wasn't just doing what they were doing simply because that's what they were created to do. That's what's so different between us and everything else that has been made in this world. We have, and Pastor Steve just said this last week, we have the option. God enjoys this relationship with us. He, he absolutely uh, craves it because it is somebody that walks with him because they want to walk with him. They talk with him because they want to talk with him. They they commune with him. They have this relationship because they want to have relationship. How? Let me ask you something. How do you think God feels when people are trying to walk around with him and he consents it? You think God doesn't know what's going on? I can tell when I'm walking around somebody that's walking on eggshells next to me. You ever found that? Or you meet somebody new and they're trying to figure out just how I ought to say something? What should I say to them? I don't know. I don't want to offend them. I don't want to, you know. I don't know these folks. They're, they're relatively new. I think I've said hi a couple of times. But, you know, I'm, so I'm sitting here. I, I've been doing this for 50 years. And I still have a hesitance to go up and just say, hey, how are you doing? You know, because I don't know what, I don't know what's going on here. I don't want to get anything messed up. I don't want to scare them away. I don't want to do anything like that. Do you think, and if I walk up to them, guess what? I just told them that. But if I walk up to them, they're going to sense that. They're going to know that. Well, how do you think God feels? What do you think? You think God, you think you're fooling God when you're walking along as if, okay, oh gosh, it's 4.30. I got to meet God and I got to walk with him for the next half hour. I hope I do everything right. <laughs> you don't think he can tell that? You don't think God understands that or knows that? You, do, you, th you, you really think there's anything about you that God doesn't already know? Is there any secret that, that you've got hidden that you, don't, you, you think God really doesn't know anything about? Is there anything that transpired in the last 24 hours that you think God really doesn't know? I mean, he knows it. And then you say, well, yeah, if he really did, he wouldn't want to walk. Well, there he is, and he's ready to walk, so obviously he wants to walk. The point is, we're too busy too many times trying to put on a bunch of airs, and a bunch of facades that aren't necessary with him. If we ever get to the place that we understand how simple, how incredibly simple this relationship is, you're going to find it's a whole lot easier to walk with God than you think it is. And you don't have to be on eggshells. You don't have to be careful with your P's and Q's, you know, I remember when I first started out doing this 50 years ago, I, I'm listening to everybody else. I'm looking at everybody else. How do they do this? How do they, how do they do this Christian thing? How do they do this Christian walk? How do they manage all of this stuff? And I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. It was a guy that it was my same age, and he had been around church all of his life, and, and uh, I was friends with him, and I seemed, seemed like I was struggling. Seemed like I'd always find myself doing something wrong and being aggravated with myself and sorry and apologizing to God. And I, I, I found out I, it was a good thing to go before youth service, which was Saturday night. By the way, back then we went to church on Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday night youth stuff, Saturday night youth service, Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday morning service, and Sunday evening. Somebody should say, thank God. My... 
my first pastor's wife said, thank God there's only one Sunday because if God gave us another Sunday, he'd kill us. And so, you know, go to church all those times. Be at church. Be involved. Be in things. Be involved in what you can. And yet I'm sitting there going, man, I'm still messing up. I'm still, why am I doing this? And I would look at this guy over here and say, and I, I remember going in the prayer room and saying, God, Steve doesn't have any problems at all. How come he doesn't have any problems? I mean, everything's just going along fine with him. And every time I turn around, I seem to be messing something up. I seem to be getting, all, getting myself all in trouble. And something's wrong and something ain't working. And, and what's going on? And finally, God spoke to me after hearing enough of that year, week after week after week after week. And he said, I heard in my head a voice say, uh, you don't know what he does. You don't know what kind of problems he's got. He's got problems just like you do. You just don't know about them. I know about them. You don't. And I realized right then that what he was doing was what I needed to do, and that was learn to walk. He was just walking. And so I started getting rid of all the, the uh, prescribed prayers all the things that I thought God wanted to know and hear and just started talking like I was talking with Lori when I'd walk. Just talking. And I learned that God was much more interested in me just talking than going through a bunch of things that I thought I needed to say or should say in the right order and the right way so that I can get, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking originally God's an algebraic equation here it's not what it is because you can get more accomplished with god in two seconds opening up your heart than you can in two hours not having it closed off and thinking you know what you got to do so i learned that there is this thing called walking with god and i i, I want to share that with you i found a scripture that talks about what I was just mentioning, and it's Amos chapter 3, verse 3, and it says this, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can they? Kind of hard to walk with somebody you're not in agreement with. So the first order of business for us is to get in agreement with God, right? Kind of hard to walk with somebody you're not in agreement with. But we don't walk for him, we walk with him. We walk together with him. Everywhere in scripture, the true Christian relationship exists and it can only continue to exist when we live with God, not for him. We're not living in his place. We're living with him. We're living for him, with him and not for him. You know, we, we heard them talking this last, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, I, those of you that were here know about it. Those of you that weren't, we have a, a, um, a, what they call a boost meeting in the morning. All the people that get together for all the different departments, everybody comes here and uh, they go through what they have to do and uh, half an hour before anybody gets here, they meet out in the lobby out there and everybody gets around and somebody has a little devotional that they kind of give 
to give out to everybody. And whenever they're, they give a thought for everybody to think about. And two weeks ago, our First Lady Crystal was doing that. And, and she was talking about the fact that we are so often creatures that focus. And it's just, don't beat yourself up over this. It's called being human. We focus on the negatives. We just do. We, we pick those up. You know, somebody comes in and says, how's your day? Oh, it's, it's all right, but, man, I had a rough week. And, and before long, you're talking about your rough week, and somebody else is talking about their pain in their back, and before long, that's all you're hearing is that kind of stuff. And she said, how about if we came in and we started talking about all of the positives as opposed to all of the negatives? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we ought to do that. Well, let me, you know, I thought about that, and I thought, you know, how many times has that happened to me? And it doesn't mean I feel like the world's ending whenever I'm talking about the fact that my knees are hurting and I can't do what I used to do. I, and, and I could go through a lot of things that you don't want to hear this morning anyway. And so I won't do that. But, uh, you know, it's just common human nature to do that and, and uh We do that instead of coming in and saying, man, isn't this a great day? And isn't it wonderful to be in the house of God? How wonderful is that? Shay's up here singing, and she was just aching for a dancing Dustin somewhere. (laughs) Say it isn't so. (laughs) Because we get used to that. We get used to feeding off of the positives of somebody else, and that's what the first lady was saying. If we'll just, act, we'll just think about that for a second and throw a positive out there, people will feed on the positive and we'll produce the same thing. Well, and, and, that's, and that's great. That's wonderful. But you know what? We don't all live in rose gardens, and I'm not saying that that means that, that everybody does. That's not the point. The point is you have to focus on the roses instead of the thorns. The point is you got to look for the beauty and, and see it. It's right there in front of us, but we've got to see it. And, and that's not always the easiest thing to do, is it? Come on, let's be honest. It just isn't. That's just the way we are. It, it's tough. You know, it, I, I'm glad that I'm alive. I just went to my aunt's funeral last week. A month before that, I went to the funeral of her son, who was uh, 13 years younger than me, and he passed away. And, I, you know, I, got, I talk about my aches and my pains and whatever, but then i got to remind myself, I'm still alive. I'm still doing all right, and, and, and okay, I'm, I'm walking, and I don't have a problem. And i got a grandson that's 15 years old that just went through his 28th surgery because he was born with spina bifida. And they fused his spine together and took the, the rods out of his back that adjusted his growth because they figure he's not going to grow anymore. I don't have that situation. I'm not living in that situation, but I I have a tendency to not think about that. I have a tendency to think about my hip that hurts or my knees that don't feel like they used to or the fact that I can't play softball like I always loved to do before. And and you know what? We've heard about that. That's the enemy's job. Dustin talked about this. Pastor Steve talked about this. This is the enemy's job, to get us to focus on something we don't have and totally, completely ignore everything that we do have. 
But you know what? What you say, so, okay, so that's the way humanity is. That's the way we are. That's how difficult it is for us. I'm trying to share with you what I've learned over 50 years. You know what? It's easier to see the positives when you're walking with somebody positive. It's easier to see the positives when you're walking with somebody who has everything in the palm of his hand. It's easier to see the positives and the the pluses in your life whenever you're walking with the one who has never lost a battle and never lost the war and who wins every single time. When you're walking, how many of you ever heard this phrase, birds of a feather flock together, right? If you want to be positive, get around somebody positive. I can't think of anybody more positive than the one who shed his blood for me, rose and, and from the grave, and is alive today and still operating in this world. I can't think of anybody more positive than that. And I found out that when I walk with him, and we just get together on a daily basis and walk along and talk and, and you know, what's your name? Audia? Claudia. Claudia. I'm sorry. Bad ears, you know, when you get 66, that happens. How you doing, Claudia? I'm Dan. You're good. That's good to know. How's your day going? You sure? Because I've got you right on the spot in front of all of these people, you know. Are you okay? I'm, I'm not making you overly nervous or anything like that. You want to get up here with me? Oh, okay. <laughs> we just, I don't. No, Claudia, she doesn't know me. We know each other a little better now. It's a little easier. Just walk with him. Don't figure out how to be perfect. Don't try to figure out how to do it all perfectly right. Don't figure out, don't sit there and worry yourself and, 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 and get yourself in a bit. Just walk with, in the hand, hand in hand with the one who's never lost. Jennifer here. Jennifer is one of those really upbeat people. She can almost be obnoxious sometimes. I'm just kidding. Now, Jennifer and I have not known each other very much either, although we know of each other. She said something to me, and she doesn't know, she had no idea this was coming. Oh, a month or so ago, maybe before that, maybe before the the pandemic hit, I don't remember, but um, she said something to me, and I was having one of those, it was not a good Sunday. Bobby, Bobby and I know what those, those those happen, those feelings. She's seen it in me, I've seen it in her, and when she sees it in me, she comes and says, how you doing? <laughs> and I'll do the same to her. Jennifer came up and said to me on one of those, said something to me on one of those not so good Sundays, and I didn't say a whole lot back, and I I uh, have felt like I needed to apologize to you ever since. She didn't know anything about it, but I did. And when she walked away, she was just being her general, upbeat self, happy about everything. And her sister's back here saying, if you only knew her like I do. (laughs) She's just trying to be her cheerful self. It's easier to do when you walk with somebody who's positive. It's easier to be positive when you walk with somebody positive. You don't have to impress God. Let me say that again. 
you don't have to impress God. He's not looking for that. You don't have to be perfect with God. He knows your imperfections better than you do. And yet, with all of that, think about that for just a second. Every one of you, think about the things you don't want anybody else to know about you. Because you're afraid that if they did, they wouldn't want to have anything to do with you anymore. Betty. Betty and I went to college together. I know things I could tell you about Betty that I won't. <laughs> think about it. Think about the things that God knows about you that nobody else does and you don't want them to. Why don't you want them to know that? Is it because, like I said, you're afraid that maybe they wouldn't want to hang around with you or maybe not want to go out today after church for lunch or maybe not be your friend? Or Is all of that a risk? Is all of that a possibility? Is, does it even enter your mind? Yeah, sure it does. Obviously it does. I'm trying to impress upon you something that's really, really vitally important. God knows all of that ahead of time. And at the cool of every day in your life, he shows up to walk. And he says, come on, let's go. Oh, God, you don't know what I did today. I don't care about that. I'm th let's, let's go. We'll talk about it. We'll just talk about it. We'll just see how things went for you today. How did it go, you know? <laughs> well, God, you already know what happened. I mean, I totally blew it when Jennifer came up and said something to me. And, and uh, I just, just treated her like, uh, I, you know, like I had nothing to say. And, and I wasn't kind to her. And she, she was just trying to be nice to me. And God says, yeah, I know all about all that. So how how'd the rest of your day go? You know what? Here I am telling, I'm, I'm concerned about the bad stuff. And you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get me to walk with him a little bit because the more I walk with him, the more I'm going to forget the bad stuff and the more I'm going to see how blessed my life is, the more I'm going to see how wonderful my life is. Amen. You know what? There's, there's, there, we're, we don't have our regular crew up here. We don't have our regular people up here doing everything they, they normally do. Yeah, is it a, does it present a little bit of a strain for us? Sure it does. But you know what? The one who opened up his hands had the nails pierce his, his, uh, his, his wrist and the spear pierce his side. The one who shed his blood for us, he's here. He's here this morning. He's walking with us. He's wanting us to know that even though everything else is not the way it normally is, he's here and he's ready to do everything that we need him to do this morning. He's shown up and he said, hey, why don't you just take a minute and walk with me? Just walk with me. Let me tell you some of the things that God is not saying. And I kind of figured this was going to happen. So this happened, has happened to me numerous times. I get all my stuff together and I've got this line of things I'm going to go. And God says, oh, we're going this way. Okay. So, Mallory, you may not have to get to half of those scriptures that are up there. But the Lord says, I want you to just walk with me. 
I don't want you to be perfect. I don't need you to do all of that. But I do need you to commit to walking with me. There's a whole lot of benefits to walking with God. And I'm not going to share all of them that I have here. And I was going to go through some things that Pastor Dustin talked about when from Romans chapter 8. You know, think about it. When you get a chance, read that again. I don't want to take the time to put it up there, but, you know, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things past. Look at, read through uh, chapter 8, verses 38, 39 in there. How many different things he says come against the children of God? And when you look at that, it would almost set you, set you there and go, I might as well give up and stop now. <laughs> I, am, I don't stand a chance. And you don't if you're on your own. And you don't if you're trying to do it in a certain prescribed way. But if you'll just walk with God, if you'll just walk with him, you don't have any of it to worry about. I am going to take you to Daniel chapter 3. There's a little story there. By the way, Anybody ever heard or seen the poster or read the, the inscription, Footprints in the Sand? Isn't that cool? Anybody like that? I mean, I like it. I, I'm just one of those kind of people. I like that kind of stuff. Can I ask you something? How does he pick you up? Isn't, that what's, isn't this whole thing about the fact that, that when you can't walk anymore, God picks you up and carries you? Isn't that the whole premise of the, of the poster and the saying and everything else? Can I ask you something? How does he do that if you're not walking with him? All the things that are the problems and all of the things that are the cares and, and the difficulties in life, they just kind of melt away if you're walking hand in hand with the right person. If you're really married to someone that you truly love and they love you, don't you kind of feel that when it's been a, just a lousy day and you walk in and that person that knows you so well knows how to kind of just move that and direct it a different way? so that you don't have that anymore. Shay and I have a, a little bit of a relationship, don't we? We got, a, we got a good relationship, got a good one with God. I think he brought her along for that. We kind of help each other too. And she'll be a little bit nervous about something. She's got to sing, and I'm like, you've got nothing to worry about. You just go up there and love God, and it'll be okay. And sure enough, that's the way it happens. And she'll say the same sort of things to me. And uh, we just help each other like that. You walk together like that. You got a relationship like that. In Daniel chapter 3, you have, if you read the whole book of Daniel, you'll find there's a whole lot that goes on with these guys. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or if you want them in Hebrew, they're Hananiah, Azarel. And oh, I forgot the other one for now. But these guys are known best as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They are with Daniel. They're in captivity in Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar, who is basically the king of the world at that time, 
long before Leonard DiCaprio stands out on the ship and does that whole king of the world thing. Long before that. He really is the king of the world. And he decides that he is going to set up this idol and everybody's going to bow down and worship. Everybody in the kingdom. You've probably heard the story, but I'm just refreshing it a little bit for those that have never heard it. He sets it up. I'm going to shorten the story. Sets it up. Everybody's supposed to bow down and worship when the music plays. He's got this full, huge, enormous orchestra. They're going to play. When they play, everybody in the kingdom bows down and worships. And, of course, music goes. These guys have given themselves to God. I mean, before they were told to eat the king's meat, they didn't eat the king's meat, and they were in better physical condition than the ones that did. And that's just one of the things that happened. My point is they were walking a long time. You don't just get to this point. You don't just encounter a big situation like this, and suddenly everything goes great. You, you do this when you learn to walk with him for a while. And when you walk with him for a while, then it happens. Things, things incredible things happen. And so the music plays, and of course, they don't bow down. Everybody else bows down. Now, you know, because they are who they are, there's people there that don't like them. They don't like it. They've gotten favor from God, and they don't like it. So they go running to the king, of course. Look what happened. These guys you put all this confidence in and everything, they aren't listening to you. They're not bowing down. And so the king calls him and says, listen, wait a minute. What's going on here? You know, you guys have been really good for us, and, and, and everything's going great, and why aren't you bowing down? Now, in front of the king, in front of the whole group, I just said Claire, right? Claudia. I knew it was a CL. I'm working on it. Claudia. If I put Claudia on the spot up here, and I'm not going to do it, don't worry, it's not going to happen. But if I did and said right in front of everybody, and this is nothing compared to what was in, in the audience with Nebuchadnezzar, was the whole country. What do you got to say for yourselves now? I'm going to let them play the orchestra, let them play the song again. When they play the song, you're going to bow down. And... I love the response of these guys. They're like, uh, listen, King, really, we don't even need to. He was basically giving them a second chance, giving them an opportunity to change their mind. And he said, we really don't need that. We're not really concerned about it. I mean, you know, the God that we serve, uh, we're only going to serve him. We're not going to serve this God. And, you know, we're, we don't even have to take time for deliberation or try to figure out what's going on or try to figure out what to say to you because we're just not going to do it. I mean, our God that we serve is able to deliver us. Now, that's all good and fine and dandy until the music plays, right? But then listen to what they say. They say, and if he doesn't, we're still not going to serve your God. Wow. Right in front of everybody. So this makes Nebuchadnezzar just a little bit hot under the collar. And he calls a bunch of guys and says, okay, I want you to go stoke the fires and the Bible says that by the time they were done, they had heated the furnace seven times hotter than it was. And he had them bound up in their own clothes and thrown in. And it was so hot that the guys that threw them into the fire were consumed by the fire. 
fell dead right there. And all they did was throw them in. The heat was so intense. No time at all are they in there. No time at all that the king says, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? He calls the men. He says, didn't we throw three men in there? Listen to this now. Didn't we throw three men in there, bound in their clothes? They said, yes, king, we did. And, and all these guys are dead. Yes, they are. Then why do I see four up walking through the fire, unharmed? They're not even trying to run and get out. They're not, they're not doing one of those, I can't do it, I can't do it anymore. But, you know, one of those high-stepping tiptoes, whoo, whoo, ha, coals are hot, let's get out of here. Not even doing that, they're walking around. And he says, why do I see four men walking in the fire? You can come up here. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. If you can learn... If you can learn not to be concerned with all the peripherals and just learn how to open this up right here. Peel back all the layers. Open up your heart to God and just have the kind of relationship where when he comes in the cool of days, oh man, yeah, I'm ready. Boy, God, do I need, and he's not, this doesn't scare him at all. Boy, God, do I need a good walk today. It's been a tough one. Well, let's walk a while. Man, you just don't know. I just worked 87 hours. <laughs> I just worked 87 hours. I can't even believe I'm in church Sunday morning. Hey, let's just walk a while. I don't know, man. God, it seems like everything in my life has just turned topsy-turvy. I, I, was, I, was, I was in the middle of a situation where everything was going good, and now I've been thrust into a furnace, and, and, and it just seems like everything has all gotten heated up, and everything's all messed up. Let's just walk a while. Let's walk a while. Would you stand with me for a minute? I wanted to have an illustration with a bunch of glasses from a little tiny one to a bigger one and a big clear pot here to show you that when you walk with God for a little while, he never expects you to fill this pot. He doesn't expect you to go into the fire of your furnace on the first time. He gives you a little stuff all along the way. But so many times, especially in our world today, especially today, we have this tendency to say, oh, I'm not going to bother God with that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. You know, God's there every single day to walk with you. And when you, when you walk with him a while, you learn to just give him everything. Simple little thing. I was looking for a car for my granddaughter time, this was just a few weeks ago, every time I went to a car, you find a good car, she only had $2,000, every time you find a good car, boom, it's gone before I could even go look at it, I said, finally said, I don't know why I didn't do it in the beginning, don't know why, don't know, I should know better, I said, okay, God, 
I got to find a car for Leah. So you need to find me a car. The best car I looked at, newest model, least amount of mileage, sat there unlooked at for three days until I got to it, and God gave it to us. And I honestly, with all my heart, believe it was because I said, Lord, I need your help. I was just walking there. I said, I've been doing this on my own. I need your help. Every single day, he's walking saying, hey, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you today? Oh, God, don't bother with it. Don't worry about it. It's not necessary. I can take care of it on my own. Sure you can. But what can I do for you today? Let's walk. Let's talk a little bit. Every day, every single day, you'll find Jesus saying, even if you, even if you, and we do it, I've done it, say, I just, I, I got so much going on, I can't even see straight right now. And he says, well, how about tomorrow? Same time? Or whenever you can make it, he says, I'll be here. I'll be here. I promise you, if you'll walk with Jesus, just walk. He'll do incredibly awesome things with your life. Things that you're going to look back on and say, I don't know how that, I don't know how that ever happened. I don't know how that ever got there. I don't know how, I, I just, I can't explain it. I can't tell you. I remember when I first received the Holy Ghost, God's Spirit dwelling in me in 1971, August 1971. I remember hearing testimonies of people that lived for God for 10 and 15 and 20 years and thought, man, I want to be able to do that one day. I never thought, honestly, God's my witness, never thought I'd be saying this at almost 50 years because I figured the church would be raptured out of here by now. I promise you, if you walk with God, he'll do some things in your life that you just will be completely and totally amazed at. But it doesn't happen if you don't walk. Just walk. You're going to spend your life and invest yourself in someone around you. You're going to bring them in close. You're going to incorporate them into your life. Who's that going to be? Who are you going to walk with? I heard it said a long time ago, Christianity is a hard life to live easy. But it's really, and I found this out, I'm speaking from experience. It's an easy life to live if you live it hard. doesn't mean I have to work a whole lot at it. It just means I invest myself in it, Jennifer. I just give myself. Just give myself. He just wants to walk with me. And every day I do it, I learn something else. Probably more about myself than anybody else. But the next day, it's a little easier. And the day after that, it's a little easier. And here I am. I am far from perfect. God knows how far from But I can tell you that the word of God says that he that endureth, somebody finish it for me, unto the end, the same 
think 49 years is a pretty decent record. I think it is. I didn't do it on my own. I put my hand in his and I walked with him. You can do the same. You can do the same. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? I want to tell you something. And I'm asking you for just a moment to not think of anything else. Jesus is here. He's here this day. He's here this morning. And if you can just pause right now, right in the middle of every single thing you've got going on and close out for just a moment all the chaos of this day's life swirling around you and just listen you're going to hear you're going to hear him and you're going to hear Jesus saying this hey how about walk with me for a while walk with me for a while walk with me for a while Lord we thank you God for your goodness and your mercy and I'm asking you as only you can do to reach into the hearts of your people and they are your people every single one of them that are here under the sound of my voice this morning I'm asking you to reach into their heart and to speak to them and speak to their mind. And I believe with all my heart, somebody is going to grip your hand just a little bit tighter today and decide to spend a little bit more time walking with you. Maybe it's somebody that's known you and and maybe they've just let the 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 grip loosen a little bit and maybe they're just not as close or as tight with you as they were before. I pray God this morning that they would just reach out and get a firmer hold on that hand and walk with you just a little bit. Just talk with you. Just learn from you. And if there's anyone here, God, who's never ever done it, has never walked with you, I I'm just praying right now that in their heart they would feel your presence, your closeness, the intimacy of this experience and relationship of walking with you. Enough to say, you know what, I wanna I wanna try that out. I gotta I gotta give this a shot. I gotta give this a try. And they'll reach out and take your hand this morning and begin to walk with you just a little bit. Those of us that have been walking, help us. Help us to not only walk, but help us to lead someone just a little bit closer to you and open our hearts to you in even a greater and deeper measure this morning. Bless this place. Bless these hearts. Bless these lives in Jesus' name.